Mishnah continues to discuss the question of how one deals with purchasing, in this case, bread from a source which may have one or more than one supplier. But in the previous mission, we had the Nachtum, the baker, who might have wheat from different suppliers. Here we're buying from a palter. A palter is like a retailer. That is to say, he sells bread, but he obtains those breads from other Nachtum, other bakers, and he sells that bread in the shuk. So it's very possible, in fact, um, probable, that he has multiple suppliers of bread. The question is, can we assume that when one gets bread from the, the palter, the retailer, that in fact, can he, one can one assume that the, uh, the bread has a single origin or not? So it's very difficult before I explain the Mishnah to extrapolate from here to anything in the modern day or age. Um, this is, of course, a function of how their food supply and their you know, baking worked. Um, one thing I can say for sure is that the bakers in the time of the Mishnah were baking by hand, and therefore, as will be clear in the Mishnah, a, a given mold, a given style of bread um, would indicate you know, a particular baker because it has his signature style. Each baker doing something a little bit different, perhaps. And therefore, the Mishnah says, If one purchases bread from a retailer, Reb Meir holds that you have to miser each and every form, each and every mold of bread, and mold is in, you know, shape of bread, on their own. That is to say, if you buy baguettes and you buy challahs, you have to be afraid that the things that look like baguettes came from one baker, and the things that look like challahs come from a different baker. And therefore, since one baker may tithe properly and one may not, you can't tithe one on behalf of the other. Rabbi Huda's mekel, Rabbi Huda says, Rabbi Huda Mer, me'achas al hakol. On a given day, you can buy bread from the retailer, the palter, and it's safe to assume, says Rabbi Huda, that all the bread he has in his shop today came from one particular baker, and therefore either was tithed or wasn't tithed, but either way, all the breads in the palter, the retailer's shop today, have equal tithing status. Now, you'll recall, comparing to the previous Mishnah, that Rabbi Yehuda will agree that if you, you wouldn't be able to tithe um, today's bread on yesterday's bread because even the Nachtum were afraid had different sources for the wheat, etc. So, but on a day-by-day, says Rabbi Yehuda, you can assume that all the bread in the retail shop came from one particular uh, wholesaling farmer. But Modir Yehuda, he does agree, however, that if it's not just a generic retailer, but rather it's Belokech min Manpol, You'll recognize the word monopole here. You're purchasing from someone who has the status of a monopole, like the English word monopoly, from the Greek words mono, meaning one, and, and, and polar, polen, meaning um, sell. Because, you know, you're buying from the, the Walmart, if you will. That you have to take a tithe separately on each and every type of bread, each and every tfus, every mold, um, because we know for a fact, as a monopole, that he has multiple palters, multiple, uh, you know, distributors, let's call them, um, that are supplying him with bread. According to the Tveris and others, it seems that the Monpol is someone who had um, rights by, like, say, the government or local authorities to be the one doing all the retail selling. That being the case, since he's aggregating multiple sources, even if Buddha agrees that you can't assume that there's a single source, there must be multiple sources of these breads, and therefore um, each one needs to be tithed separately. The halacha in this Mishnah follows Rabbi Yehuda.